0: Well, a very good morning to you. It's Sunday uh, 19th July and uh, my name is Matthew Luff and welcome to the St. John's Southbourne uh, virtual service, a group of Christians. Uh, Church is closed, but we're out and about and the church and more open perhaps than we've ever been before. Uh, And that's really exciting. So welcome. And if you're joining us for the first time, then uh, great to hear from you and do get in touch. Uh, this morning I'm asking the question about how can I know what, what God is like and, and how can I sort of develop a relationship with him as we walk through the book of Acts to discover how the first Christians uh, really sort of started to work out what it was like, uh, these big changes that God was bringing to the world. So that's really exciting and I'll be getting stuck into that uh, in a few moments. Uh, a little bit of housekeeping um, just to say that there's some scaffolding going up at St John's this week and uh, that's to prepare some, uh, repair some stonework. And some of the lead work around the top Uh, so that's important so take care if you're coming in for private prayer monday tuesday or wednesday and uh, this evening on um, i wonder uh, another question that we all we should ask uh, martin fair will be leading an i wonder bible study on uh, continuing our little journey through uh, the book of galatians and exploring the promises that god has for us there so that's really hopeful and uh, helpful and i hope you uh, look forward to joining us then Uh, Before we begin, let's uh, join uh, with the praise of Psalm 84. How lovely is your dwelling place, O Lord Almighty! My soul yearns, even faints, for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh cry out for the living God. Even the sparrow has found a home, and the swallow a nest for herself, where she may have her young, a place near your altar. O Lord Almighty, my King and my God! Blessed are those who dwell in your house, they are ever praising you. Blessed are those whose strength is in you, who have set their hearts on pilgrimage. As they pass through the valley of Baca, they make it a place of springs. The autumn rains also cover it with pools, and they go from strength to strength, till each appears before God in Zion. Father, as we begin this morning, we pray that you would remind us of this journey that we're on, uh, that our destination is you, that our, our hope and our future are certain in Jesus Christ. Pray that you will encourage us in our steps today to engage and learn more about working and walking with you. Amen. Well, our um, reading this morning is quite short, so I didn't ask anybody to do it. Um, but I, I'll do it myself. It's only two verses and I'm, I'm, I'm able to do that. <laughs> Acts chapter 1, verse 12. Then the Apostles returned to Jerusalem from the hill called the Mount of Olives, a Sabbath's day's walk from the city. When they arrived, they went upstairs to the room where they were staying. Those present were Peter, John, James and Andrew, Philip and Thomas, Bartholomew and Matthew, James son of Alphaeus, and Simon the Zealot, and Judas son of James. They all joined together constantly in prayer, along with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus and with his brothers. This is the word of the Lord. Well, thanks be to God. Um, just thinking about this morning, uh, this, this passage, it, it is very small, but I wanted to include it because it's, it's got a really big and important thing that keeps popping up throughout the book of Acts. And it's about prayer. If I, wonder how the, if I wonder about the question about how can I know uh, this person, how can I follow this person? Last week I was like, I wonder who the gospel is about. This week is, like, I wonder how I can know him. Uh, and this is really a follow-on from that. In Acts chapter 1 verse 4, Jesus said to his followers, Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father promised. So everything that they're doing is in response to, uh, to that. And, and, and that's how we're going to explore that a little bit today. We should note though, and it's really important, and I brought this up at our Midweek Coffee uh, a reflection, how often Jesus refers to God as Father. He's not abstract, he's a person, and he speaks and he listens. So prayer is not speaking into the void. Sometimes it's good to really offload and just shout in a cathartic way. And, and the Bible's full of people who are doing that, but they were doing it to God. They weren't doing it just out into the out into the emptiness. They were connecting with God himself. And that's because prayer is our soul's language. It's the way we express ourselves to God. And the word prayer comes from the Latin word precarious. I didn't pronounce that very well. I'm sorry, uh, which means as it sounds precarious. Uh, life can be tough and uncertain and it can be wonderful and overwhelming. And, and we need sometimes to articulate these things to somebody. Uh, and, and that's what we're doing. So prayer. We're thinking about today prayer they all joined together constantly in prayer lots of people pray in fact most people pray people all of all religions pray and often even people who believe in nothing or what not sure what they believe in uh, pray in The Guardian in 2018, there was a report that just over half of all adults in the UK pray. They're increasingly likely to call on God while engaged in activities such as cooking and exercising, according to uh, according to their poll. Well, cooking and exercising is about all we're allowed to do, isn't it? And good job the two go together. Uh, but one in three, although one in three people pray in a place of worship and a third pray before going up to sleep or walking, others combine prayer with their daily activities. One in five pray during the household chores and 15% pray while they're traveling. So it's an interesting thing. It's something that sort of fits into our life. It's a way our, it's part of our daily rhythm about expressing who we are. One in five people who are not religious, who wouldn't claim to hold any particular faith, pray as well and I find that really interesting. There's a surgeon called John Knott who in a BBC interview with Eddie Mayer uh, was was talking about his life of prayer now it, as a surgeon he worked in three big London hospitals but also worked in uh, difficult war zones around the world and he said he concluded his interview with this I, I, I don't need him every day I need him now and again but when I do need him he is certainly there so even for the person who says they're not religious and not interested in particular developing or growing he just knows he needs to express what's going on. And, and some of the things he must have seen must have been very, uh, very difficult. But he's glad. I'm glad he was able to say, I can speak to God. And as Christians, we would say, yes, and God was there. That's wonderful, isn't it? Now, As Christians, we take our lead in prayer from Jesus Christ. So when we uh, when we read this passage, we're reminded that Jesus had given the instructions to uh, the disciples. But they'd lived with him for sort of three years. They followed him around uh, doing all sorts of things. Jesus, and they must have seen Jesus prayed in lots of different ways. Sometimes he was actually leading prayer meet or meetings or uh, a worship in the synagogue. And sometimes he was out in the wilderness on his own. Sometimes he prayed to Father God with his friends. Sometimes it brought him great joy and he rejoiced. We read about him exulting in prayer. Sometimes it was so God would help his friends, that he would got into a conversation that became prayer, uh, that it would be something that God would help his friends uh, grow and develop and resist the temptations and struggles that they were having. Help them understand what was going on and respond appropriately. Sometimes it brought healing and peace to people. Sometimes it helped Jesus drive back and crush evil spirits. Sometimes it was really, really tough like in the Garden of Gethsemane, where his whole body was racked with the difficulty of it all. So we can know that Jesus was a man of prayer and so we take our lead from him. And there are two important things in this story about prayer. There are lots of things to learn about prayer and we touch on them before we begin our prayer meetings once a month, like praying for other situations or praying for other people. How do we do those sorts of things? How can we do them better? Uh, But these two things that I want to say today are really important. And the first thing is that prayer is in response to Jesus. He told them in this story, he told them to go and wait in Jerusalem. And while they were there, they were there because Jesus sent them. And while they were there, they were expecting, waiting expectantly upon the Heavenly Father, our Heavenly Father, to send them the Holy Spirit. So they were praying in response to and in expectation of God's activity in the world through them and with them and as part of the things he called them to do. Our foremost experience of God, whether it is in our own private Bible studies or studies with other people or in song or in stillness and solitude, is going to be through his Holy Spirit. He, He is the part of God, he is the bit of God, if you like, that's most present in the world and amongst us so it's his it's him it's he who lives in us through faith and enlivens us when we respond and and live the way that Jesus was calling us to if we want to be part of his mission in the world we ought to be prepared to wait and pray I've got to be honest I'm not very good at waiting I mean I'm fidgety even now uh, and i think it must have been a mixed and emotional time for the disciples especially somebody like peter who's in that list there he was always sort of the sort of person who opened his mouth to change feet and, and do something he wanted to be busy and jesus had directed them and jesus had given them a hint of what was to come it must have been really exciting uh, and, and and such a, dram- a dramatic event that's sort of the ascension uh, and yet they had to wait i would have found it tempting to start doing my own thing set up my own tent set up my own little thing say well you know we've been given it we've given it five days now or whatever it would, would have been um but they had to wait they weren't there to make out a way to make it happen they were there to wait on god part of being working with and living with god and i like that the other way around sort living with god and doing the things that he, he 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 calls us to do is is to wait on him it's really important in, my, in prayer, my will learns to conform to his will because we, we find ourselves drawn into it. We don't hear God, pray and then say, thank you very much, but here's my counteroffer. Here's my alternative suggestion because God has thought it through. He's got a solution for every situation that we find. Rather, prayer is well, where we listen and we find ourselves drawn into deeper uh, the life of God. The second idea is that they prayed constantly. It was an ongoing thing. Uh, the Greek verb, and I'm going to try and pronounce it very, very carefully, pros-kater-untis, uh, gives the idea of persevering. Uh, the translation "constantly" might make it seem like they did nothing else in our in our in our sort of terms today. We might say, "Oh, they're constantly doing this and they're always doing that," and, and that's a bit of a negative in some ways. But persevering in prayer was really important. It became the focus of what they were doing it was a feature of their lives that they were you know they were repeatedly it was an important thing for them to do it was a feature of their lives and it was the focus of what they were praying about jesus had given them an instruction and so they were to make that the focus of what they were doing at that time if they hadn't obeyed that command then what might have happened instead you know if they'd gone off and done their own thing you know what might have happened would Jesus have been able to use them? Well, we know that he draws them back, but what sort of picture does that paint? I've included a link uh, in, in this uh, this morning's talk uh, to a little illustration in somebody else's sermon, much better, uh, that, um, <laughs> that talks about uh, just listening to God and how important that is. And, and so if you want to watch that and have fun with that, that would be really good. I think when we think about prayer, those two ideas about it being in response to God, and it being about it being persevering in prayer. Uh, I think those are really important. And there are lots of different ways we pray. I've got a little WhatsApp video uh, about somewhere I like to pray. Um, but I also like set prayers. Uh, and, and I'm gonna use my favorite set prayer at the end of this time this morning. Um, they are helpful, they give us focus, they give us a, a sort of an angle and remind us of things that we might not have thought of ourselves. And it's, it's good because if you're doing that, it means that you're Persevering in making space uh, for God in your life, but I also like just as much that whenever I feel like it, I can talk to God. It might be when I catch a sunrise and it takes your breath away, and it. It might be I want to say thank you. It, it, it might also be when the world feels like it's crowding in, and I need to be reminded that there's somewhere else. <laughs> there's also there's another place. There's another person who knows what's going on and knows that I, and, and reminds me that I'm loved and treasured, and that's important. This short passage emphasises that the first Christians took prayer seriously. As we travel through the book of Acts, we'll learn that prayer is featured in 20 of the 28 chapters. It's the way in which the church knew Jesus. If the question is, I wonder how I can know him, it's through prayer. And the praying church was the means through which Jesus made himself known to others. So prayer is central and essential to who we are as Christians. It leads us into that life and enables us to live that life out. It's a wonderful uh, way of our being, and it is our souls and our spirits' uh, joy. I find it intriguing uh, that people uh, don't profess who don't profess any faith like to pray. I find that fascinating. And um, I'm, I'm sort of, when you read books by sort of atheists like Richard Dawkins, and they just argue that we're dancing to the tune of our DNA and our genes, but prayer enables us to. Uh, be reminded that there's a better tune being played than my dna which is ordinary and human and sometimes quite odd and fragile but when we pray we join in a different tune a different song uh, the song of god uh, which is praise and we hear his voice which is love so pray pray in expectation and pray in perseverance and as i promised here's my little prayer that i love that i love that's really useful to me at the moment Father, help me to live this day to the full, being true to you in every way. Jesus, help me to give myself away to others, being kind to everyone I meet. Spirit, help me to seek the lost, proclaiming Christ in all I do and say, Amen. Well, we know that we don't always live up to that standard that we set for ourselves but we know that when we come to Christ we can, uh, we can find forgiveness, we can find restoration, we can find ourselves being uh, reminded of his great forgiveness and love uh, for us. So I have a short confession, uh, it's one that you've probably used before but I think it fits uh, this, this passage and perhaps where we are feeling right now. Jesus Christ, risen Master and triumphant Lord, we come to you in sorrow for our sins and confess to you our weakness and unbelief. We have lived by our own strength and not by the power of your resurrection. In your mercy, forgive us. Lord, hear us and help us. We have lived by the light of our own eyes as faithless and not believing. In your mercy, forgive us. Lord, hear us and help us. We have lived for this world alone, And doubted our home in heaven in your mercy forgive us lord hear us and help us god the father of mercies has reconciled the world to himself through the death and resurrection of his son jesus christ not counting our trespasses against us but sending his holy spirit to shed abroad his love among us so by this ministry of reconciliation entrusted by christ to his church receive his pardon and his peace to stand before him in his strength alone, this day and forevermore. Amen. Now, I haven't included um, set prayers or I haven't asked somebody to intercede and lead us in prayers today because I want you to grow. I want you to grow in prayer. And I use a simple mnemonic, um, pause, find some time and some space, rejoice, give thanks to God, ask, When you engage with his word when you're when you're struck by something ask him what's going on ask how it might impact you and yield you know sometimes it's the last bit that's the hardest thing to do isn't it say okay god lead me show me so pray pause rejoice ask and yield find some time today may the peace of god which passes all understanding be with you amen this week we're thinking about prayer. One of the important things about prayer is finding somewhere quiet. I'm down at um, Princeton around the foreshore and this is a really good quiet place and I know I see people sitting here and I hope that they're praying. I hope that they're finding some time to connect with God. This is a beautiful place and it's a good way to sort of just set yourself aside and set yourself apart. Jesus took himself away and he, he reminded us, you know, when you pray, go to your room, focus on the things that are important. The most important thing is your relationship with God. Some people find this a good place to pray or a place like this. Some people pray in churches because they're buildings that have been prayed in, that have been, have a history and they feel thin and close to God. But some people come and just go outside, away from distractions. And so I think that's the kind of place I like to pray. But if you want to pray in a building, that's great too. Because that's a place that people have set aside to be quiet and find God. And it's got a long history of being prayed in. But the most important thing is to pray. Make time for you and God and do it every day do it every day so that you become used to him and when he asks you to do things you'll recognize his voice you'll know it's him hundreds and hundreds of little incidents like that lead us to be the kinds of people that sometimes reach out to do quite different and amazing things but pray